Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, you're listening to the GPC Podcast. The podcast when we talk about all things dead parent, the good, the bad, and the banter. Today, me and Sam are together. Woohoo! It is just Sam and I today, and we're going to talk about all things 2018, resolutions, what we want to do with the DPC this year, what we want to do this year, moments that we wish our parents could have been for in 2018. And yeah, loads of exciting stuff. Yeah, we would also like to wish all of you a huge Happy New Year and we hope you had a great griefmas or as great as a griefmas can be. How was your New Year, Sam? My New Year was, all right, so actually, so New Year was great. So this is another thing, you know, when um, we had that chat before Christmas about griefmas and we were like, we really need to remember that Christmas is more than just one day. Yeah. So I've had to real. I've like had to keep reminding myself of this because you know when people are like, "How's your Christmas?" And I'm like, "Oh, a bit shit." If <laughs> but like it's just because the actual Christmas day we just didn't do a lot. But actually, in the end, it was actually all right. Obviously, I was on Christmas. I was in Byron Bay with my sister, but we basically had like our big days and nights the few days before that because I don't know I, I don't think we spoke on the podcast since um we had dad's anniversary or death anniversary night out no so that was super fun we ended up going on like a bar crawl um with sort of Penny's friends in Fire and Bay and then we ended up going for dinner at this vegan restaurant nice which was absolutely amazing. However, we just sat there and like were laughing at the irony of because Dad would literally be like fucking turning in his grave if he <laughs> knew that we were eating at a vegan restaurant. You're like, what? I mean, however, your dad has actually now turned into a tree, so he is now yeah. <laughs> brown. So maybe he'll actually be thrilled. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll go vegan to like look at my dad. <laughs> where, where is it? In the ground. He's part of the earth. <laughs> I've gone back to my roots. Do you get it? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so cringe. Amazing. And then um New Year's Eve was glorious. I cried a lot. Um because fireworks always remind me of dad oh always I didn't know that because we always yeah we always used to go and watch him with him he used to play a big part in the fireworks like the local big firework display down at the rugby club Mm. um so for years that's what one thing that we always used to do as a family and yeah it just brings back so many memories and for example when I posted the picture on dad's death anniversary one of his friends commented and was like, oh, I was watching a fireworks display last night and just was thinking about your dad telling me which which elements were making the colours. Because obviously his, he would like to start telling you about the science of the fireworks and stuff. Oh. And so we ended up being able to go to this rooftop that had the most perfect view. I can't even explain. It was just perfect. I was stood there before it started going, right, I am going to cry here. 
just say all day, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, one of the lads was like, you warn them all? Uh, one of the lads was like, why are you going to cry? It's only fireworks. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> I was like, it's my dad, dad. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. <laughs> that awkward moment, like, ah, sorry. Yeah, I could have spared him that, but. <laughs> See, I never spare anybody that awkward moment I don't know why but I gained some sort of sick pleasure from seeing them be like oh, no, I, oh shit I do I do it more and more now but I think it's because like, obviously we're trying to make, like normalize the conversation about it so I think the more that I can say it with like a deadpan face rather than screaming or being like squirmish mm. or whatever but yeah it makes it makes people think it's okay but yeah that was glorious and I cried loads <laughs> oh god but it was just nice. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a horrible like ugly cry. It was just like a nice. It was a happy cry. It was like a oh, I'm really content right now. Just wish you could be here, kind of thing. Well, I was sat over here watching your videos in complete jealousy. Literally, Sam, I'm I'm feel like so jealous. But the things that I would do to have been there with you that night, oh. mate, I would have just cried so much more. We'd both been a mess. I know it just would have been so good. <laughs> well, there's still there's still plenty of years, babe. Twenty twenty. So that is so true. Australia twenty twenty. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Let go. I love that. Oh, I, and maybe we could both go to Australia this new year. Yeah, I'd be well up for that. It'd be fantastic. Right, it's in the diary. Um. My Christmas and New Year, same as yours with regards to when people are like, so how's your Christmas? I'm like, mm, bit shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do have to take into account everything. And to be fair, Christmas was quiet. I spent it at my auntie's, but Boxing Day, I had such a fab day. Went to my brother's house in Felonhelly in North Wales and we went on a family walk. It must have been about 20 of us, maybe more. And then went back to his house and had food and stuff. And yeah, Boxing Day was lovely. And I spent some really um, good time with my friends and stuff. One of my best friend, best friend, best friends. <laughs> um, one best of my, friends. My, <laughs> one of my best friends. <laughs> um, one of my best friends, Jade, who I don't get to see that often. She came up for the whole weekend and we saw all the girls. So, yeah, it was really nice. And then my new year could not have looked more different from yours. <laughs> um, I, I stayed very sober the whole night. Didn't have – I think I had one drink. And it was it looked to, like totally different. So one of my friends was having a house party. I went there. But part of – it was actually one of my kind of resolutions last year, which took place later on in the year, was to do – less things that I didn't really want to do so this house party I really wanted to see my friends and stuff but I didn't really want to get hammered and be around people that I'm not super close to so I went to the house party and I had a few chats with my really close friends and that was really nice I was there for about an hour I left then and went to my other friend's house Emma I played Articulate with Emma and her grandparents and her mum and her boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> so that was totally different. But that was hilarious. I had a really nice time there. And I was there for about another hour. And then I went over to a pub in Pickmere, which is a place near me. And loads of my friends from work were there. And one of the lads that I worked with, his band were playing there. So I saw the New Year in there and I was down to about half one. And that was really nice as well. So you had like a New Year's Eve friend crawl? Literally did like a friend crawl, yeah. And I actually received a really nice message from my boss today. So this is the owner of the business that I work for. And he was there on New Year's Eve. And he texted me saying, hey, just wanted to say you did yourself proud on New Year's Eve. As I can imagine, it would be hard for a number of reasons. And nobody could tell if you had other things on your mind. Which I thought was quite cute. Yeah, that is so cute. Yeah, just like him acknowledging it was sweet. So yeah, but it's so it, nice. Eh? It was quite weird because I think it's the first new year that I've been sober since I was about twelve. God, yeah, <laughs> since I came out of the womb. <laughs> My body must have been like, "What we're seeing in the new year and we're sober. <laughs> this is so weird." Yeah, but it, 
It was nice. Like, like, girl, get to Literally, that. But like, I saw so many people, so it was really nice. I think it might be something that I do more often. Yeah, that seems really nice. Right. So obviously, with the new year, it brings a lot of reflection time. Sure. So I'm like, like New Year's resolutions. I actually um, went to a like a meetup that was called like reflection and goal setting. Oh. Um, so we went went to an actual event where we sat and reflected on the year and thought about what our priorities were going to be for the next year and stuff. So that was really helpful. Um, to be fair, I hadn't done too much. However, it did hit me like a ton of bricks on New Year's Day when I was in the gym. And you know when you're kind of having that quiet time in between reps and stuff and... Yeah, I was going through Instagram like you do scrolling in between your weights um, and I saw a picture of this girl who was out for lunch with her mum obviously like celebrating the new year and stuff and it's at that point where I was like god like there is so much I could talk to my mum about right now like about everything that has taken place in 2018 and everything that I want to do this year and it did kind of hit me where it was one of those moments where I was really upset and also jealous of these people that get to have those conversations. So we have decided to have that conversation with each other. Yes. And with the rest of the DPC. And maybe, well, I, can, I don't know, we're kind of hoping that you'll celebrate the past year with us and maybe use it as an opportunity to reflect on the things that you wish that you could kind of share with your loved one that isn't here anymore and also to get you in the mindset of what you want to achieve next year or this year now. Yeah, I love it. It's those moments where people say, oh, your mum would be so proud. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I wish I could record every single one of them and then just share them with you all and be like, here we go. <laughs> Here's the video of my life. Yes, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. I think back to when anyone said that. <laughs> It'd be so much easier. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm going to definitely start that as a hashtag. <laughs> your mum would be so proud of you right now. Hashtag your mum would be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam, I know that you have prepared a list for us. You're ever the organised person, unintentionally, as you didn't actually know we were going to do this. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. So, actually, because of this event that we went to, obviously, that's allowed me to have this list. Oh, I'm so stuff. excited to hear all of this and to get your perspective on it all. Yeah, basically a list of stuff that I would have spoke to dad about but you get me instead <laughs> yeah which you know you win some you lose some <laughs> swing some roundabouts yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna be my um pretend dad oh fabulous okay so picture it I'm sat here with a beer um I've got the local rugby team's fleece on <laughs> I've got a pair of glasses on and I've got a science book in front of me and I'm all ready to <laughs> I'm ready for you. <laughs> Did you try and do a, a dad act, a dad voice then? Her ready for I've you. got no idea what I was trying to be there at all. <laughs> well, so the first thing for me was my trip to San Francisco. Yes. Which was amazing. So I got to go and work in San Francisco in the LinkedIn offices and it was just one of the best times of my life. I think that trip really was the catalyst for you wanting to go and do something. Yeah, it was. But that was amazing. And like that was something that I was so, so proud of. That's like a once in a lifetime thing for me. It felt like it was phenomenal. It was incredible. Like it was such an amazing opportunity, and the fact that you were working with LinkedIn as well—it's so sick. Yeah, I fucking love that, mate. See, I actually forgot that that was like in this year when you know when someone first asked you the question, like, right, right. She literally, this woman said, she was like, write down ten things that you've achieved this year. I was like, fuck, what have I done? And I could <laughs> only remember like the past like three or four months. You forget about stuff that happened in January, February. Yeah, you really do. So what about you, dolls? What was the first big thing on your list? Ooh, wow. Top of my list, which obviously happened in January, which is nearly a year ago now to the date, was when I was accepted for my job in the current company that I work for. 
I can't believe that was in January this last year. Literally, I know. I can't believe it's been a year. So I work in marketing and PR and it was a sector that I really wanted to get into. So yeah, I actually, the, the year before that was really difficult. I was unemployed for ages. I must have been rejected from like 25 plus companies and it is soul destroying anybody that's, that's been there will understand and also when you're in that position you're just thinking oh my god like my mum would be so disappointed in me right now like I've failed her <laughs> I've ruined everything I'm a failure so it was amazing when um I went for like this interview and I did a week's trial there and everything just felt right like it just fit and it's close to home and the people that I work with are amazing and I've had so many opportunities this year as well. So I am super uber grateful. And I think I've made it up to my mum. The fact that I was unemployed for about three or four months. The fact that I am now super happy. And I can actually say confidently that I'm really valued there as well. So yeah, that was definitely the main highlight of my year, I think. Yeah, that's been such a good place for you. Because they've been so supportive as well, which you see, we know is so important. Yeah, there are so many people there that I can go and talk to about my dead mum, so it's ideal. Yeah, I'm so happy that you ended up loving that. And here you are. And here I am. And they keep saying to me, like, 2019 is going to be your year, cat. And I'm like, you know what? It actually is. (laughs) It is going to be my year. I think it is, babe. But even if you think about 2018, that that was a good year. That was my year. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no reason why every year can't be your year, you know? You know what? You are so right. This is my life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So for you, your working life and extracurricular activities extended further? They did. So one one thing I also started um, at the start of 2018 was I became a STEM ambassador, which for anyone that doesn't know, so STEM stands for science technology engineering and mathematics so it's all those subjects into one and that is something that me and dad would have absolutely geeked out about to shit like it would have been like he would have absolutely loved it because he was a, a big science guy like he was a science teacher so the fact that I was like going into schools talking about careers in STEM and technology yeah he just would have loved I would have loved to have some of the conversations that I was having with these kids I would have loved to tell him about yeah it would have been yeah it would have been he would have been um, over the moon yeah because there's a bit of background info here obviously your dad was a science teacher so loved it didn't he yeah big time he would have been so proud as well I think there's something about as a parent your kids doing things to kind of help other people especially in things that you're interested in which would be such like a huge proud factor for them yeah and like I would have loved to just ask him questions as well um, yeah I would have loved to just have that sit and have that conversation with him be like, oh what do you think about this what do you think about that because that's so often what I find now is there's so many times when whether it's work related anything like personal related anything that I'd love to ask his opinion on or just have a, like a conversation with him about and that's I'm like oh no now I've got to figure it out on my own oh life is so hard when you've got a dead parent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for me yeah like obviously you have that connection with your dad through kind of like the science stuff and stuff that you've succeeded in this year um a massive thing for my mum was family time and she was literally the heart and soul of our family and I mean the extended family as well like all of her brothers and sisters and my cousins there's like 30 of us if not more and everyone always says that she was like the pillar of the family alongside my grandma so it was difficult when she died because everybody felt like you know the pillar had left and when my grandma died as well like a year later it was like both of the main people in our family who brought us all together were gone so I think now we value the time that we spend together even more than we did before and we realize the importance of it more so we've had some like amazing things happen in our family this year and um stuff that makes me really emotional and really wish that my mum could be here to see are things like my brother Peter actually chose to go into the police this year and he graduated and he graduated with the highest marks in his group as well which was incredible yes. 
Yeah, so, and he's really enjoying his job, and I'm super happy to see him happy as well. And he's settled down in North Wales, which is always his favourite place to live. He's bought a house, and my mum would just absolutely love it. She'd love seeing him so happy and so settled and enjoying his career. So, stuff like that, I really wish my mum could see, but and it is just amazing, and I'm so glad that we get to experience it. But it's also my cousin Kim. She's pregnant at the moment and she's going to be giving birth next year. And my cousin Mary, her little boy, is like a year and a half old now as well. So there are certain moments with them where we kind of all get upset and we think, oh, it'd be so nice if mum was here because she'd absolutely love it. Literally, if my mum was here now, it'd be like having a dead mum anyway because she wouldn't even be at at home. (laughs) 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 <laughs> if she was there, it would be like she was dead. <laughs> it would be. I think I'd get the odd phone call, which would be nice. But like, she would be loving all the little babies and stuff in our family at the moment. She'd be obsessing over it. So I'm really Aww. sad that she's missing out on that. But it's making me appreciate it tenfold. You know? Yeah, big time. Do you know what I also think about? Um, like when new babies come in, it's always. Um, circle of life yeah literally right you lose one and you gain another you do this new so it was like when dad died my uncle's girlfriend at the time was pregnant and they named their little boy ben after my dad it's so true but also kind of worrying so my mum died and mary had math and then mim died and now kim is having her baby um in February so now I'm like well who's gonna die next so the next person can get pregnant <laughs> well that's it you just gotta worry as soon as the next person gets pregnant you've got to look around and be like shit who's going which one of you is popping your clogs it's gonna be one of you yeah <laughs> I need to like emotionally that's... prepare myself in advance I'm gonna um I'm gonna keep an eye on this one because I think we could there could be we could be onto something here some sort of scientific yeah <laughs> oh god so speaking of family achievements I'm flicking it right back to you yeah so it's funny when I was thinking about thinking back to stuff that I'm proud of for the year and how now it doesn't I don't just think about stuff that I've done but just like moments where I felt really proud and one of the biggest ones of the year was when Toby my younger sister who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago when she graduated oh my god it was so nice like I still feel a bit emotional when I think about it because I am just so proud of her oh it's like I don't think she ever thought that she would even make it to uni never mind graduate and like with a two one as well I was just so proud of her because I think if you listen to her episode on the podcast like so our dad died when she was in sixth form yeah it was uh, yeah so she was you know barely doing anything during sixth form so got to the end of her a-levels and she well she ended up getting a conditional offer so she was like right well I'm just not going to do my exams now (laughs) no an unconditional offer sorry and she just absolutely nailed it so I was super proud and like just dad would have loved it right that day oh it was so so nice yeah he never even got to see the fact that she got into uni did he know so, that she had an unconditional offer when he died or not? No, because this was all after. This is all after he died. Oh, yeah. Go Tobes. Yeah, go Tobes. Whoop whoop. Like she's loads of stuff at uni as well that Dad would be super proud of. So like she started, she started like playing rugby and all this other stuff. So and I have no doubt that that was because of Dad's influence. Oh, buzzing. Isn't it amazing, yeah. Steve? This death just shapes your life, doesn't it? It does. Like I know we like talking about stuff that we we would be that we would love to share with our parents, but we'd probably not be doing all the stuff if they were still here. Literally, it is so true. Like I'm looking at all of this stuff in my list right now, other than stuff about my brother and my cousins and that, unless our hypothesis is true. But other than that, it's all stuff that I think has happened because of my mum dying yeah me too which is just chaotic isn't it because then I get really freaked out and in my own head about what my life would be like if she wasn't dead and like would it be shit 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Would it be sh- yeah, when I just have no motivation. God, it's literally, it freaks me out. I, and, like, I always think, what if there is an alternate universe where my mum isn't dead and, like, and I'm doing something else? Where, where me and you aren't friends? Oh, my God, we wouldn't be friends. Maybe, I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not as close as we are. Chaos, mate. Wow. That is chaos. Speaking of things that I may not have done had my mother not died, I think is taking care of myself more and my food and my exercise last last year. Although, come and think of it, I think it was like a vicious circle where she died and I kind of went really low. So so she was actually kind of the reason that I was so shit. (laughs) Whereas... Yes, exactly. Damn it. Um... Whereas I do think that that also gave me the motivation to make such a change last year. So, yeah, 2018 was a massive year for me because I actually went to the gym solidly. Like, I I did not miss a gym session for an entire week for the whole year. That's amazing. That's insane, isn't it? Like, there literally wasn't a single week that I didn't go at least once. So, that was... um, Hashtag (laughs) Hashtag fitness inspo. Um... So I am literally super happy with myself about that. And also because I've got a way better relationship with food. Like, yes, I do still binge some nights, but it's definitely not as frequent. But I'm also way more aware of what I'm eating and like how detrimental detrimental eating like that is for long periods of time is to my body. And I just feel all around better, which is so ideal. That's what it should be about. Exactly. It is, yeah. Like, for me, it wasn't... Obviously, losing weight is this kind of side piece of the whole thing, and it's good. But more than anything, I just wanted to, wanted to feel better within myself again. Um, yeah. And part, part of that as well, I spent a lot more time outdoors and climbing mountains and enjoying scenery, and it's moments like that where I'm literally like, my mum would love this right now. Like, she was obsessed with going outdoors and climbing up mountains, even though she was a bit disabled, (laughs) and seeing, like, views and stuff. And a lot of the walks that I've been on, I've been on with Sam Jones. And literally every single time, at least once, I'll say to him, my mum would love this right now. So I always like to imagine her, like, up above and being like, yes, Catherine, like, Climb that mountain. I'm so glad you're doing stuff like that now. And yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely something that. What if you think about it as well? Because it's the fact that you're going with like Sam Jones, you won't be as close if you didn't have a dead mum. Probably not. Like, so you, all the stuff you wouldn't be doing. Literally, it's so freaky. I am super proud of you for all of that. Oh, thanks, girl. Well, I'm super proud of you for what you're about to talk about. Oh gosh. So obviously this would never have happened, I don't think, if dad was still alive. I remember someone asking me a few years ago, like, how has it changed your outlook? And it's and I suppose it is that like life is too short kind of thing. But for me it's like and it's it's and I'm not I'm not of the view, oh life's too short not to, you know, bungee jump or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. life's too short not to be happy. Yeah. And if there's something that's making you unhappy, like you can change that like you have the power to change things you got um, the power so I made the decision it was a difficult decision to come to Australia and actually let me see if I can find this my dad's um best friend sent me a message because I posted that blog post about why I was going to Australia uh, yeah I, I remember you doing this now yeah um and I read reread this message last night from the other day from Adam um it says hi Sam a thought about your post I remember asking your dad following his diagnosis is there anything he wanted to do or go and we would do it he said in his normal wise way I have lived the life I have always wanted he had done what he had always wanted not always by design often by fate or chance he had no desires to go off on an adventure as life had been an adventure and he had all he wanted if you feel getting away, trying something new. Well, I say do it. Enjoy. We are only here once. Enjoy life. 
I know your dad did, and so did Jane. So Adam um, was Jane's husband. So Jane was my mum's best friend who passed away the year before dad did. Um, he said, I know everyone thinks of the hard work they did, but also looked for adventure, and especially in their early life. Enjoy yourself. We don't have to follow the norm. So how nice is that yeah, to have yeah. that? He's literally summed yeah, up like that. as well. Next time somebody asks yeah. you why you're in Australia, you can just be like, do I read this? I'm li- yeah, that was it. And I was like, and it just reminded me like, like of all the adventures that dad would tell me about and the fact that he just did it. Like there was never any thought to, oh God, like what, what about this in the future? And what about that? Like, because dad didn't, dad always used to say like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, even when he was 50 years old, because he didn't start teaching until he was 40. And like, so he just had all these different, he just never had a, you know, he never worried about, oh God, what would happen? He was just, it's going to make him happy, something that he enjoys, so just do it. I was like, yeah, look at me. Go to Australia, make himself happy. You're like, kind of like following in his footsteps in a way. Like, he'd be super proud of you, oh God, (laughs) for going. because I know that you said that you probably wouldn't be there if he was still here, but it's yeah. pretty awesome that you are there, even though he's gone. I mean, I don't know if I would, and that's it. I mean, because I, I actually, I never sit and think, what would I be doing if Dad was still here? Because I just don't think you would know. Like, maybe I would be. Maybe it would be mm. even better. Who knows? But here I am now, and I never thought I would be able to. So, yeah, super, super proud of that, obviously. I think as well, um, something that I want to touch on is that you're kind of really brave for doing it because I think once you've lost one parent, you feel a sense of responsibility towards the other one. Yeah. And I think taking yourself away from that situation where you can have any physical responsibility is a really brave thing to do. And I think a lot of people would struggle with it. Like I, for one think about what I would do if I moved away and the first thing that comes to my head is I don't know if I could leave my dad so it's, yeah. hard, it's so hard well obviously I'm lucky that Toby is still at home because yeah. Penny had already left and I think if yeah if Toby wasn't still there uh, it would have made my decision a lot more difficult yeah a lot so, more difficult because so. I think Toby is actually in a similar position to me really with my older, older siblings yeah where like both of them aren't living at home and it's just the youngest one at home because I think if there ever comes a time when Toby might want to move away I think I don't know if that will happen <laughs> but um she'll probably have the same kind of complex in her head as to whether she should or not yeah I think it'd be way harder for her yeah it is difficult it's a hard thing to do so snaps to you girl well I love these little um segues that we're managing to do we're like radio DJs Speaking of hard things to do, Kat. <laughs> God, literally, this is just aligning so well. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one of the things that you might have heard me speak about if you listen to my podcast, which was released a few months ago now, called um, Talking is the Best Therapy, is how my mental health suffered after my mum died. And something that is a regular component with mental health is being on antidepressants, which I have been on now on and off since. Sam, when was our Christmas JCR do that we organised and we stayed in that hotel? Is that 2015? Oh my my gosh. That was, yeah, the year after Dad died. Yes, it must have been 2015. So I think the Christmas thing ended up in January, didn't it? Didn't we end up having it afterwards because of the floods? Yeah, because of the floods in Lancaster. Yeah. So The great floods of 2015. The great floods of Lancaster, literally. My dad (laughs) talks about that all the time. He's always like, Sam and Amy are just like family to me, you know, because of when you had those floods and they moved in for a few days. (laughs) I love talking about those floods. I always like over dramatize them. I'm like, oh god, the whole of the city got evacuated. We had no phone signal. Yeah, there was no, there was no electricity. It was actually quite terrifying. Yeah, in fairness. So, anyway, so 
I have been on antidepressants since the Great Floods. I mean, there is too. <laughs> there must be some kind of a some kind of relation to the Great Floods and my mental health there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> so that's obviously <laughs> Just can't deal with water anymore. <laughs> I just, can't, oh I just I haven't got any phone signal. That's uh, January 2016. So that's three years. So that is like three years of my life on antidepressants, nearly constantly. Which, looking back, is actually completely crazy. Um, I don't think I don't think it'd been that been that long. Anyway, so I wrote a blog about this, which is available on the DPC podcast website because I took the decision to come off my antidepressants in December. Literally about five days before Christmas. Um, so talk me through this decision. <laughs> um, like it was one of them where I knew that I had progressed so much this year, and I was feeling a lot better in myself, more in control of myself, and I felt as if. So one of the things that put me off coming off them was the idea of not being able to control something bad happening to me, not being able to handle it. So I kind of had this like inner discussion with myself where I was like could you handle it handle it now and I thought you know what with all the support around me and the way that I'm looking after myself at the moment yes like all the factors are there to help me get through something bad so I was kind of stood there just looking at my tablets because I still had about three weeks left until I had to get a repeat prescription and I stood looking at the packet and I thought I'm just going to do it I'm going to do it now and this isn't something that you should do. You're supposed to go to the doctors and stuff first. So anybody that's on them, don't just come off them. You're supposed to go to the doctors and get your dosage reduced. But my issue was was that I knew that if I didn't do it right then, I'd put it off and I'd end up not booking an appointment or maybe booking an appointment and not turning up to it. And I just would have not gone through with it, basically, in the end. And it might have been months before I ended up actually coming off them. So I thought, yes, 2019, I'm going in antidepressant free and yep here I am I think it's been about two weeks maybe since I took my last one um so how talk me through the process then so obviously I'm like still quite ignorant to this stuff and also the fact that you're telling people not to do this yeah concerns me slightly um you just kind of go a bit cold turkey so there are quite a few side effects from coming off antidepressants suddenly. Um, a lot of them are kind of feelings of confusion. Um, and kind of being on a bit of like an emotional roller coaster. So for one minute, you can be like super happy and like being happy with life. And the next minute you're having like an anxiety attack. <clears throat> like and you just like you're crying uncontrollably and you end up kind of treating people differently like you're in you can be really grumpy a bit kind of like bipolar I suppose um headaches you're extremely tired you feel sick kind of like the flu um a side effect of coming off antidepressants is depression (laughs) which is insane um so yeah there's there's literally so many side effects from it so you do have to be really careful but how do you mitigate this the risk of this um side effects? to be honest I, like I, I i knew what the side effects were anyway so i kind of prepared myself for it and i also 
kind of warned those closest to me that I was doing it so that they could be aware because otherwise the way that I was behaving would have been like is she okay <laughs> what's wrong with her because I just kept crying randomly I was a bit up and down um so yeah I it's not a good thing to do really but I've done it and it's worked for me and I'm just super happy that I can look back now and be like I started 2019 off my medication and I think my mum would also be super proud of that as well so that is it's such a huge it is it's such a huge thing so um one of my kind of resolutions to myself this year is to make sure that I don't end up having to come back on them again and to make sure I take control over my emotions and be become more aware now that I'm off the tablets of how my mind is responding to things and stuff so I suppose it's kind of like learning my responses to things all over again yeah yeah it's super exciting gosh yeah I I mean I can't even comprehend because for me I'd also be like well how would I know what is the side effect and what's just me just like feeling like crap one day well yeah it is difficult wild dolls well I not gonna lie slightly concerned now that you've said you're not supposed to do this (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it's been However, two weeks now so i'll be fine <laughs> yeah i mean i have no doubt that if if anyone can especially like you're in just a completely different a completely different headspace than you were this time last year mm, yeah like you're literally a different Catherine hooker yeah it's mad like, i've had a lot of people say that to me over the last couple of weeks and i'm actually i'm so happy about it <laughs> yeah well, that's the thing. So there's all this, all these negative connotations around people saying you've changed, you know, you're not like you were before, and it's like, well, bloody well, hope I've changed. And exactly, like, I've been trying to do that. Yeah, you're like, well, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, thank you so much. That's the best thing I could have heard. Yeah, yeah you've changed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is good. Like. I'm I'm really enjoying it and I'm excited to like carry on doing it in 2019. Yeah. So I think the next thing is something that we're both. This is a something that we're both super super proud of. And if anyone said what's one thing you're most proud of in the past year, we both said it. And that is starting the DPC podcast. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say that this podcast. I just can't believe we started started in, in started it in September when you were literally about to leave. Know, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think this is something that we've we've both discussed so many times, like prior. Like I think even at uni when we've been like, I, I wish there was something we could do to help other people in our situation, um, and just noticing that there's a lack of support and resource, especially yeah. even like like because I'd been actively searching for podcasts to listen to I li- I've literally been typing into my podcast app dead parents dead dad <laughs> dead mom and I'm currently like subscribed to multiple podcasts that I've listened to once and not ever listened to again yeah because I'm like oh, it's not it's like older people talking about losing people which obviously is not it's not any less or any um like or not significant but I was like I just can't can't relate to that so we found a niche basically didn't we and then um, but leading on from that as well um which is something that was mentioned when we were on the bbc radio the other day don't know if any of you saw but we were on bbc radio nottingham i was live unfortunately sam wasn't there because she was in australia but that is something that was mentioned on the interview when they said there isn't something out there and there's something special about this because it's young people talking to young people and having those discussions where you do understand what they're going through and you are of that age where you can discuss things that you might not want to discuss with an older adult or with somebody younger than you so it wasn't that interview was actually amazing and to have somebody there from an official organization um a lady called joe was there from cruise and they were in bereavement supporting people that are grieving and for them to turn around and say what you're doing is great and you are providing something for people that are struggling with the grief of losing a parent 
when they're younger. That was amazing. Yeah, like I, so I was listening live um, and I sat in the office listening and I never, I didn't know that they were bringing on a bloody bereavement supporter. Neither did I. I was like, oh my God, they're going to pick holes in this. And then, so he was like, Joe, what do you think about this podcast? And I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And she went, I love it. And I was like, thank fuck for that. Literally, I wish that I was like, yes, girl. Thank goodness. But it's just been, I mean, it's also been amazing, like, because obviously what we wanted to do was to be able to help people. And when people send us messages, emails, Instagrams, saying like I've listened and you know either it's really helped me to think oh, okay. of it in a different way or it's just it's really nice to listen to someone who knows what um what I'm going through or like there's even been people that have messaged me and said my parent has just been diagnosed with a terminal illness it's nice to know that it's not all like doom, doom and gloom and there is some um, hope and laughter to be had still the messages that I just think is are just amazing aren't they and like even when it's even more incredible, I think, when we receive messages from people complimenting the podcast and then saying, I'd love to come on and do a recording with you. And it's it's yes. it's so overwhelming. And to think that they want to be a part of it as well is exactly what we want to achieve, isn't it? So super happy. Yeah, absolutely. Just over the moon. Um, Going on from that and talking about the upcoming year, there are some things that we are hoping to achieve, obviously personally, but also within the podcast itself. Um, some of these are kind of day-to-day things, like we want to be more structured with the Dead Parent Club stuff, like with the social media and behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Um, we're very last minute. For example, we are currently recording this at 10 to 11 on a Sunday night, and we want to release it on Tuesday morning. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> we are super last minute with certain stuff so we're hoping to kind of get recording schedules out in advance and if any of you do want to come onto the show please just send us a message and we'll just send you a calendly invite where you can just come back with a date and a time that suits you and we'll sort it out so it's super simple um but there are also some kind of bigger ones on this sound that we want to do yeah there are so one thing that we'd absolutely love to do and I really um would love to be in the UK for them is to do some like DPC events so because when I think about what the biggest benefits of the Dead Parent Club are are it's talking to people that get you and it's all very well and good us talking to each other and bringing it to your ears but (laughs) very well that that's a one-way conversation there's only so much that that can help um so it would be amazing for us to see other dpc members you know because that's what we do as well in our immediate friendship group and wider friendship circles is we will in we introduce other dpc members to each other yeah and like the friendships that they then form off the back of that it's just amazing so we'd love to be able to do more of that yeah if anybody's out there who thinks they could help us out with this in the future. This probably won't be until Sam's home. We don't know when this is yet, but whether that be providing a space or a platform where we can introduce it to people or just any ideas for meetups that we can do, whether you want to do an activity or just drinks, then please contact us and let us know because we would love to hear from people. And um, on that note, obviously the main aim of this is to, to help as many people as possible. So we just have, I mean, we should probably, we'll probably sit down and put some like actual like numbers around it and stuff because, you know, you've got to have smart goals, <laughs> but we'd love to just like reach more people. And at the minute it's like, well, what does that really look like? Just more people listen to the podcast, I suppose. Um, but it's like get more exposure. So it's been amazing that we've been all over like local news and even on like BBC radio. So we'd love to do more of that. Yeah, completely. <clears throat> I am so ready for a sit-down show with Good Morning Britain. <laughs> oh, I'll get us on there. This morning. Talk to Piers Morgan about their parents. Yes. I'd love to have an argument with him about it. I'm sure he'd have something negative to say about it. I wonder what I wonder what his um I wonder what his thoughts would be though. 
I think he might like it, actually. He might like it because it's so, some of it's so cutthroat. So maybe he would actually appreciate it. Yeah, I think so too. Here's Morgan. If you're out there, let me know. Here's <laughs> Morgan's listening to a DPC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and also something that Sam was talking about before, because she wrote notes on this on her way to Oz, is we would love to write a DPC book. Obviously, this probably isn't something that we'll get around to this year. It's a really aspirational thing to do, but we have received so like so much advice from these podcasts just from doing recordings with like ten people. So it's just imagining how many more people we're going to talk to and how much information we can collate and the ability of being able to put all of that in a book that people can then read and absorb and refer back to would just be amazing. Yeah, because for us, the conversation about death and grief is so normal. It is literally part of our everyday conversation, mm. but it's it's not for everybody else. So for us to be able to you know, break down that taboo, to normalise the conversation around death, which hopefully we are starting to do, because we do in our day, we try and do more and more in our daily lives. And, you know, we want to be able to empower other people to have those conversations too. So even if it's like, because the main thing that I get asked, you know, is stuff like, what do you say to someone who's just lost a parent? Imagine if we could have a whole book of all this and people could just pick up this book and be like, and also specifically for our age range, because there's lots of stuff out there that is for either younger children or like adulty adults yeah and there's so much other miss missing information in there yeah it's reaching an audience as well that maybe don't like listening to podcasts or don't have the ability to listen to podcasts you know so yeah it's finding ways to reach those people too yeah that would be amazing so sam before we finish i want to ask you three things that are on your list of goals for this year And then I'm hoping that at the end of the year, we can look back at this podcast because it will be official and we can decide whether you think you've kind of made steps to reach them or whether you have reached them. So the first thing is to just use my time more optimally. So I used to plan my days down to the minute. I used to, before I went to bed every night, I literally used to be like, on a, write a list of, alarm goes off, lie in bed for five minutes, wake <laughs> up, get up, shower, yeah, eat breakfast. By the way, guys, this is super weird. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that all the time. And I, I don't, don't think it's necessary to go back to that granular level of detail. I need to start holding myself accountable for the amount of hours that I have in a day. I think something great to do is to write a list of three things every night that you want to achieve the next day. See, I don't know if that's... Because I always have a list. For me, it's actually how I'm spending my time. Yeah. So, because I sat there and I was like, right, there are 24 hours in a day. If I spend eight of them asleep, eight of them at work, two of them exercising, two of them eating, then I still have four, four hours left. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. I'm like, what am I doing with those other four hours in my day? Well, my number one, frustratingly, is actually the same of your, same as yours. You know, using my time. Off. <laughs> so I don't want to redo this whole conversation. However, you know, taking on that conversation about my phone, it's going to be less time on my phone, more time working, more time working on myself, um, doing overtime at work, which. I actually need to do because I've got loads going on at the moment and it's a great way to spend my time anyway so yeah it's using my time more optimally just like you and not spending my life flicking through my phone and doing stupid stuff that aren't going to get me any further in what I want to achieve. (laughs) My number two is to spend more time with people and well specifically spend more time with my friends um because I have been known to be a workaholic <laughs> and if I can I would just use the excuse no so I've got to work all the time. whereas when you actually yeah when I actually sit and reflect and think right well actually what makes me the happiest it's actually time with the people and people okay. that I love and which is why I keep getting which is why I keep being like oh I only want to go back home because I just want to spend 
time with my friends yeah and my family so that's one thing that I, I need to I would just want to spend more time with, with I'm so groups. glad I'm so happy to hear that because you are the worst for it yeah I think Rihanna curated that song for you work 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 literally she did yeah. it, it was it was made for you so true people that don't even know me that well seem to know that I'm like a workaholic and I must just give up work give off workaholic vibes yeah Vibes. but I'm working on it and I've actually been I've been good so far I'm just like yeah setting boundaries spending more time with people I can tell your Instagram is fire <laughs> um what's your number two my number two is carrying on from my from um last year's successes which are keeping up my health and fitness and also relates to something that I shared on Instagram earlier on my story which was just it just said don't be afraid to rebrand yourself which I love that yeah which I absolutely loved and I was like yeah that is exactly what I've been doing for the past year I've been I've literally changed so much about me so and I'm I'm enjoying doing it and that's just my goal for this year is just to just keep doing it and to keep like keep trying to be a person that I would be happy to know and yeah person be a person that I would look up that I that I would inspire not inspire to be but who would inspire me you know because I think there are so many people in my life that I look to and think wow like you're doing things you're so inspiring you're going to be a great success um and I, I want to be that person, which I don't think is a bad thing to say. Yeah. No, not at all, guys. Yeah, that's my number two. Third and final one, Sam Bidler. I want to write a will. Yeah. So Sam mentioned this before, which I just think <laughs> is absolutely bonkers. I've never heard of somebody writing a will when they're 24, unless they're dying. <laughs> well... I've just all right, I've thought about I've I've had it on my list for a while actually. Because I'm so intrigued by it. And I just think there's like there's a there's a stat and I can't remember what it is, I'll have to find it. But it's like a scary percentage of people, even when they're like forty or fifty, don't have a will. Mm. And I just think A, I'm intrigued as to what the process is because there must be a reason why people aren't doing it whether it's really difficult or whatever so maybe we can help in that respect money but maybe maybe i mean i don't know how much it is i don't know i don't know we'll soon find out but also i've had lots of conversations and there's been more and more conversation last year around like social media wills i've never heard um, of it. so you've not heard of it i've never heard of it from my life wow okay so i I think I actually first heard the, I can't remember where I first heard the conversation, but there was a really great conversation on the Hilo podcast about social media wills, because there was a few instances last year where young people were dying and their loved ones either couldn't get into their Facebook pages or their face, someone else had access to their Facebook page and they had like deleted it or someone, Instagram goes and deletes their Instagram or locks them out and stuff like that and it's like if like because we that's that's stuff that we own that's yeah. like a box full of pictures and memories and you know just like information and if I died tomorrow would my mum know what to do with my Instagram account no sure. no no it's doing my Facebook exactly like no, none of my friends would have not ever been like right when I die I want you to do this kind of thing like and I know it's it's also a tricky thing because I know from when my dad died, we would we'd be asking him questions about what he would he wanted us to do, and he'd be like, "I'm not I'm not going to be one that's going to be here to see it, so it's your guys' decision." Mm. But there's stuff like whether you'd want your Facebook to be deleted. Maybe there's too many embarrassing photos that you don't want people to remember. Maybe you want your Instagram to stay live so that people so that your family can go back and have a scroll through and seal your memories um and stuff like because if you don't have if your parent if your loved one dies suddenly it's unlikely that you're going to have all their usernames and passwords so true um so what do you do how do you go to facebook and be like so and so just died Mm. they want me to have control of their facebook but 
you know, if it's official in a will, yeah. I see. Oh, that's a great idea. And it's probably something that's going to be way more popular in our generation as well. But yeah, and also, um, someone said to me yesterday, they were, the other day, they were like, because I talked about this the other day, they're like, but it doesn't make any sense unless you have like, you know, assets or whatever. And I was like, I have a house. So it's the perfect time for me to do it. Oh, God. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Well, you bet you better leave me something in this will of yours. Maybe you can have the whole house, dolls. <laughs> Thanks, son. Uh, you can get you can have the Instagram account. You can have the one thousand and one hundred ninety nine oh, yeah. followers. You've got, you've got more followers than me, so that could be beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I leave my Instagram account to Catherine Hugger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just sneakily change the name to me, like, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's me. Well, I think that's interesting, and I can't wait to um, record a podcast with you, talking to you about your uh, experience doing this. Yeah, I'm super excited. All right, what's your number three, babes? Ooh, this is actually difficult, you know, because I actually didn't have a number three. Maybe you can help me make a number three. Well, is there, so obviously the first two that we've both spoken about are like overall... Uh, they're like our like northern star kind of ones right so there are like i've i've got one yeah i want to be on the television at some point this year talking about the dpc podcast oh that's a great one Mm-hmm. that is a great great goal that is a goal before the end of the year i want to be on some sort of channel speaking about the podcast yeah great goal but totally measurable and you have to make sure that you tell me enough advance so that i can fly back and watch you and be on it with you of course yeah so an, an added bonus to that would be to have you obviously in the uk doing said television show alongside me oh can't wait for you to be on the telly doors <laughs> same yes on for it yes love it right that's been great well, that's it then. 2018 is over. It is over and 2019 is beginning. We are super excited for the year ahead. If you have got anything that you want us to cover on the podcast, then you can contact us. All of our details are on the final reel, which will start playing any minute now. Yeah, we would love for you to share any um, any of your proud moments from 2018 Maybe we'll create a hashtag like hashtag your mum would be so proud or hashtag your dad would be so proud. Yes. Yeah, okay, buzzing. Hashtag your dad would be so proud. Hashtag mum would be so proud. Buzzing. Yeah, really excited. Cannot wait. Go to our show notes. See where you can find us. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. And also, please share our podcast with people that you think it could benefit or share our Instagram posts, or just send somebody a link to the website, anything, because we are literally on a mission this year. And also, remember my resolution to be on telly this year. So, yeah, anybody with any connections? (laughs) (laughs) And just do us a favour and just talk about death and grief. Everywhere, every day, with everyone. Every day. Let's normalise the conversation around death and grief yeah that is 2019 2019 the year of death dpc goal resolution from sam and cat let's normalize talking about death and we'll catch up on these this time next year and see how we've done Woo-hoo. i'm already excited thank you so much everybody can't wait to do some more recordings with more people and yep we'll be back again soon love to all Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye, dolls. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Or we have a contact form on our website, www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. 
We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See, See you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.